Welcome to episode 169 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always, and this week we've got a big one. Watch out. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm going to let you say it because you're a huge ass fan. <laughs> That's right. I am too, but I mean, you're even... We have Biff Byford from Saxon. Yes, it happened. Finally. Finally. <laughs> We're going to get to this interview here in just a bit. We're going to talk about this show. We're going to talk about a couple other things. But up front, we need to mention this episode is being sponsored by DB Concerts. Brand new sponsor here at the podcast. Very glad to have them as part of this with us. Yes, very proud. Yeah, DB Concerts puts on a lot of shows at the Ideal Ballroom in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Doug Burgess and their crew, along with Tom Green at the Ideal, have brought some killer shows here. Yes. You know, we've seen a ton of them. They've had... Warrant with Firehouse and Dockin, and well, those are two separate things, Dockin, and then Tom, Tom Kiefer, Winger, L.A. Guns recently, Lita Ford, Jack Russell's Great White, I'm sure there's something else I'm forgetting, but oh, yeah, that, that's, that's all stuff that's happened just yes. in this past year. And coming up here, they've got Striper, May 30th, and our good buddies and Driver are opening that show. Which I think that's a good fit. Yes, it is. I think the, I think the crowd will love all that. Yeah. If you're a Striper fan, you'll like Driver's Sound for sure. And then, just they announced this at the L.A. Gun Show, that Steelheart is going to be playing at Safari Joe's HTO, I guess that's H2O Water Park. Yes. Which formerly, if you're from Tulsa, that's formerly Big Splash. Big, yeah, Big Splash. And that's July 26th, and that, I believe, just cost you the ticket price of the the entrance to Safari Joe's. And you get to see one of the greatest vocalists in the history of rock and roll. Probably the greatest. I mean, well, I don't know. In the history of rock and roll. But yes, one of the... Yeah, we can't really say the greatest guy yeah, about I mean, anyone. No, yeah, because there's so many. Everybody's going to argue. There's so many greats. But man, <laughs> this guy has got some pipes. Yeah, can't wait for that. A couple days later, July 28th, Bisto Blanco is playing for free at yes. IDO. And... They've got Down for Five and Driver opening that show. I can't wait for that one. Yeah. And Bisto Blanco features Chuck Garrick from Alice Cooper's band, as well as Alice Cooper's daughter, Calico Cooper. Yes. So get out there, check that out. And then August 18th, it's going to be a party at the IDO, because Faster Pussycat. That's right. That's always a fucking party. And then you've got Don Jameson on the bill as well. That's right. And he's, all of you know... Eddie Trunk and that metal show, Don Jameson was one of the other two guys with him. He's been on a ton of podcasts, and his stand-up's great. Yes. You can't miss it. I mean, you, you don't want to miss it. And then they've got Dead Metal Society opening that show. That's right. It was um, also fantastic. Uber drivers are going to make a lot of money that night. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, definitely. And Eddie Trunk is hosting all the shows at IDL. I'm not sure if he's hosting Bisto Blanco, but... He's hosting all the other ones for sure. Gotcha. So yeah, DB Concerts, sponsor of this episode and many coming up. Yes. So first thing we want to get into here, Screaming Red Mutiny. Yes. A few days ago, <clears throat> we're fortunate enough to go over to, to Sprouts. He had a little gathering where he had basically do the first, you know, listening of the, the new EP. Yeah. And thanks for the invite, by the way. Definitely. So it's Quite an honor to get to hear that thing first. Six tracks. They've released two of them so far, I believe. This is kind of a quick review because we're basing this off of one listen. 
Yes. While we were drinking. But we weren't drunk at the point, but you know no. what I'm saying. No. Well, <laughs> it was it, just like a good gathering and everybody's hanging out listening. When I, when I got there, it started pretty much. I got there just in time. I only had a couple beers. So okay. I definitely know what I heard and how amazing it was. And not just saying that. Um, just, you know, it, it just slammed right out of the gate. And I think Sprout sounds the best he's, he's ever sounded. Yeah. Um, so I'm really... I'm really looking forward to hearing this again yeah the first thing that jumped out to me after even just by the third by the time the third song hit but throughout the whole thing was that every single song stood on its own yes with its own feel and i mentioned that to tony and he said that's what they're you know hoping for and it still sounds like screamer red mutiny but it sounds different at the same time it's it's a little heavier yeah there's several of the songs that just get really heavy yes but it's still got that, it's always got the choruses that, it, you know, have those huge melodic choruses mm-hmm. with Sprout singing. And, you know, some of that guitar work is just groovy and just, just huge. Yeah. You know, I just, like you said, I can't wait to hear it again to just really get into it. But this band, you know, they're better than half the bands you hear on the radio. Yeah. You know, and it's like. Yeah, they need to be out there for sure. Yeah. And this new stuff is is a testament to that, and everyone's going to hear it soon enough. Yeah, they're having a CD release show in Tulsa at the Shrine on May 18th. Less Than Human's also going to be there. Yes. So you know this is going to be an amazing night. Yep. So as soon as this thing comes out, we'll give you a more in-depth review when we get to really listen to it, you know, and let it soak in and all that stuff. That's right, that's right. But yeah, first listen, this is A-plus for damn sure. Yeah, doing good. All right. Well, we mentioned Biff Byford up front. <clears throat> Last week, Judas Priest tour, the Firepower tour rolled into Tulsa. It sure did. And it featured. Long awaited. Definitely. Yeah, because tickets went on sale like last, yeah. what, November Tickets or went on sale like in May of 98, I think. Yeah, that's and right. And so, I mean, so this is much anticipated. It went on sale when Damon Johnson still had Brother Kane. No shit. Is that what you're that's saying? How they, that's how that's how they do these concerts these days. <laughs> you know, I mean, we well, we just bought Metallica tickets for I think it's going to be like twenty twenty two. I think that's right. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Well, Judas Priest, Saxon, and Black Star Riders. Phenomenal show. Yeah, absolutely. All three bands were on fire. Yes absolute fire we're going to mention black star riders here we're going to talk about it but we're going to talk more in depth on our next episode yes because we can officially announce that our next episode features damon johnson and ricky warwick from black star riders exactly and, and we'll get more into that and their set yeah we in figured, that episode yeah we figured we'd hold it for that yes it made more sense to talk more about that but just to give you something quick it Lived up to everything I hoped, you know, and they just, they're even heavier than, you know, Mm -hmm. you really expected them to be. Yeah. And, you know, they played songs from all three of their albums and they played Jailbreak and Jailbreak was amped up and heavier than, than, you know, the Thin Lizzy when they do it with Thin Lizzy. You know, just all those guys have a massive stage presence presence, and then you got Scott Gorm over there. Yeah. You know. Legend. Yeah. You can't go wrong. and. But like I said, more on that. Yeah, we'll get into that. Coming soon. But Saxon. Talk about, you know, first of all, first off, I want to say that 
that was a a thing I heard a few different times throughout the night from different people was, you know, Saxon was my favorite or that middle band was fucking badass. Hell yeah. And it made me go, that's what I've been fucking ta- trying to tell people for the last 10 years. No one fucking listens to me. Maybe now you'll listen. <laughs> I mean, these guys are, it, it, it's, it's insane how good they are, how amazing they are live. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, I absolutely love Judas Priest. Yes. And I'll probably have to say that I maybe enjoyed their set a little more just because I've been a bigger fan longer yes. than I have of Saxon. But, I get that. But at this show, going off of what you said, Saxon to me just sounded, it sounded bigger. Mm-hmm. It sounded bigger and it just, than Judas Priest did, which yeah. is unusual for an opening yes. band to just like... yeah be on fire that much to where you're just like, man, this sounds so fucking huge. And in Priest, you know, it's it's a different kind of thing because, you know, Priest is more, what's right, we're like regimented or something yes. where it's I get that the same thing. You know, it's technical. It's always like this probably every show. But Saxon, you get a little feel of kind of the same way, but it's a little more of a, That's right. just a rock show, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so we've seen them, you've seen them more than me, but yeah. Seen him a few times now. Yes. First time I think I ever saw him was the Rocklahoma show. Yeah, um, I don't count that because I was so goddamn hammered. <laughs> right. I don't count that one. But I mean, I was there physically. Yeah. Then we got to see him at the Diamond Bar, or not the Diamond Bar, but uh, Chameleon Room. Yeah, Chameleon Room, Oklahoma City. Yeah. With Fozzie. And yeah. then, then you saw him. Oh yes, in Dallas, Dallas right? uh, with last last year. That tour they did with UFO. UFO and Jerry James Nichols. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, I mean, so just as someone had seen him several times, was there anything about this that you um, loved even more than normal, or was um, it? Yeah, straight away that it was in my hometown. Right. I thought this is a band I'd never see in Tulsa. Right. Um, and so that for that made it super special for me. Um, I mean, every time I've seen him has been amazing. Um, this was no different. Uh, I loved the new songs they did. I loved I loved the um, Secret of Flight. I mean, I just fucking, and again, just, and I knew what I was going to get. I knew what to expect, and that's what they brought. Um, and just the fact that they were, you know, 20 minutes from where I sleep right. was really fucking cool. So, yeah, it meant a lot. Yeah. Um, I forgot where I was going to go with that. But, well, so what were some of your favorite tunes they played i'm gonna say up front maybe just the kickoff when they kicked off with thunderbolt yes and then if wills of steel was just badass yeah uh, dallas 1 p.m right. i fucking love that song um you know uh, this town knows how to rock yeah that was they, cool. they don't play i mean they play that a lot but they don't play it every time yeah so that was great you know that was awesome because he even said at the end he's like we got time for one more song and then after that song, he's like, "We got time for one more song." Heavy Metal Thunder. Yeah, yeah. That, I and mean, then, that was awesome. And then they played "This Town Knows How to Rock." After that, yeah, saying we got time for one more. I mean, it's just <laughs> you know, uh, th- that band is so uh, they're just they can't do any wrong right now. And for it, it, you know, their point in their career and you know how old these guys are, you don't see that all the time. And it's just, uh, it was really phenomenal and. There's no, there's no other place on earth that they should have been that other than on that tour, you know? Right. I mean, that, that's a perfect tour for them. So yeah, it was just, it was, it was great. I, I can't 
can't I can't stop saying how good it was. Yeah, I hope that <clears throat> kind of what you mentioned. Hopefully, it turned more people onto him because Saxon's oh, one of those bands that I think. If you're into rock and metal, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that probably know the name but never really listen to them. Yes, and I because th- yeah. they're they really are one of those bands that have crim- criminally underrated. Oh yeah, and, and you know they're, they're way you know they're from England. They're way bigger in Europe. Um, and I think I think kind of their eighty stuff hurt them a little bit, and I think they'll admit that. I know Biff has said that in interviews in the past. You know, you know they kind of tried to do the thing, you know, with the goofy clothes and the you know polished, more polished songs. But, um, but the fact that they're still and but the, and they came back up and they got over that, and as you can see, it's paying off. Yeah, these last several albums are all just amazing. Oh, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and this is something you mentioned in the interview, but when you watch Nibs live, yep. he's like, he, his head's moving so fast that you can't even, it's just like a blur. That's, that's what, that's which why is I asked, crazy, you know? I mean, no one, I mean, take some kid from some, you know, 20 uh, year old kid in a death metal band, Nibs will fucking, uh, out headbang him any day. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. In fact, he does it for like 30 seconds straight and then turns around and steps on the drum riser. And I'm like, if I did that, I would fall on my ass from dizziness. Yeah. I would, (laughs) I would go straight to urgent care, (laughs) Right, but he can, he can pull it off. Yeah. All right. The mighty priest, of course, finished this thing off. Yes, of course. I mean, only way they, they could. Yeah. It's been quite a while since I've seen priest. 2004. Has it been that long? Wow. Ozfest. Ozfest, yeah. And they've had a lot of great music since then, especially Firepower, which we talked about when it came out. It was, as we said here at the beginning of May, that's the album of the year so far. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So someone's going to have a tough time beating that this year. Yeah. And that's saying a lot come from me with the fact that COC and Machine Head have have albums out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, so they played, man, what? Three songs, was it? Or four? Three or four oh, songs man. from the album. Yeah, God, the first three. The set list, yeah. They played uh, Firepower, Lightning Strikes, and uh, Evil Never Dies. Yes. I can't remember if there's something else, but all those things came off perfect. And then the set, you know, we knew it because they playing the same set every night. Yes. You can look it up. But they, they had several songs in there that I guess they haven't been playing for a long time. Yeah. Like Bloodstone, I think. And Love Saints Bloodstone, and Hell. man. Yeah, Saints and Hell, they haven't, yeah. And he mentioned that because that was, this is the 40th anniversary of Stained Glass. Wow. Uh, what's the name of that album? Stained Glass. Class. Stained Class, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah. <laughs> so they, you know, they played that in honor of that. And yeah, I mean, just a killer set list from, you know, some people are going to say stuff about the fact that both guitarists are gone now. Yeah. And, but I mean, you still have... <clears throat> The original bass player, basically the original singer, even though I guess he wasn't the yeah. real original singer, but the singer of Judas Priest. Yeah. And then you've got the drummer's been there since the Scott late 80s, Travis right? has been there since, yeah, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So I mean, he played uh, Painkiller, so he's yeah. been there since at least... At least 92. 90, yeah. But, so, I mean, Faulkner and Sneep sound, fuck, it sounds like oh, Judas yeah. Priest. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing tandem. Yeah. And, and I think, I really think that... You see when they talk about Richie Faulkner breathing life into the band and being, you see why. I mean, he's just such a, a great personality, and he's really took ownership 
um, in, in the best and respectful way of, of his role in the band. And um, you can see that. He's very enthusiastic. It's great. You almost see like he's he's the most upfront guy in yes. the band. Yeah, in a live show, he's really he's really kind of you know how for dry hand man in a yeah. way. You know, you get that vibe, and he's just <clears throat> I don't know how to say it without sounding corny, but this dude is like a he has the look, the feel, and he's a he's a rock star. Yes, yes, know? he is. He definitely and is. He's just like when he's on stage, he's got the presence and everything, and he's he's badass. Yeah. And he's like you said, you know, he's enthusiastic, and you know, I mean, I was in the second row, dead right in front of where he was almost the whole show. Yeah, and he's always like acknowledging people, and he was even like trying to have like little conversations with people. I don't know if you noticed that from where yeah. you're from, you oh, know, yeah. and it, and he was real. It wasn't just like fake. Like some people look in the stands and point, you know, they're not really <laughs> pointing anyone specific. Yeah, his was really acknowledging people, and yeah. there was even this girl like three three seats down from us that took off her bra and threw it and it landed right on his guitar. Good Lord. And he just like kind of laughed as it dropped. And then he threw a pick at her and she never could catch him. And he threw it like 10 or 15 times. <laughs> I think she finally got one, but nice. everybody around her got picks. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, it works out then. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So like you said, it breathed new life. Yes. And then of course, what could be considered a highlight? Oh, what's that? Yeah. Glenn Tipton. Coming That's right. For the encore. Last yeah. three songs. That was that was epic, and it was legendary, and it was really cool to see that. Yeah, and this interview that we have next week with Damon Johnson and Richie Ward. Yes. Richie, sorry. He's talking about Richie Faulkner. Ricky Ward. We asked at the end of it if yes. Glenn Tipton was here, because he hasn't been at every single show. Yeah. But Damon said, yeah, he's here. He's doing the rest of the dates. Because yeah, there's only four there more. There's only four, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, he said it's really cool how they bring him out the production of it and all this. And he's like, you'll, you'll say Damon was right. That was badass. And yep. he was right. It was badass. Yeah, it the was. fact that it was nothing other than a spotlight and the guy walked out yep. by himself, by himself. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. The way they did it. Um, and I really liked, <laughs> I really liked that Damon Johnson told us he didn't have to, right? you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's great, you know, of course, Stage production, oh, man. video, video stuff. Screens. They, they only had a few times where the band was even on the screens. There's yeah. always stuff kind of going like Sabbath did on their yes, last tour yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a, the BOK, you know, has always had a history of not sounding great sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, where I was for this, all three bands sounded fucking massive. Yeah, it was awesome. And, yeah. I, I, you know, I think by, by the time this airs, I'm pretty sure the tour's going to be done. And I just got to say, I really hope everybody saw it. If you didn't see this this bill, you fucking missed out. Sucks for you, buddy. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, there you go. Judas Priest. I'm, they're going to be touring again later this year with Deep Purple. Uh, yeah, that's insane. That's going to be a great summer show. I think the closest that's coming here is Kansas City. I'd really like to try to go to that because yeah. that would be huge as well. You know, yeah, to see definitely. those two bands together. Well, let's get into Well, before we get into this, I'll say if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. Hit us up at thethunderunderground.com, Facebook, YouTube, all that great stuff. But you got anything else you want to say before we get into this? I think, I think we're good. All right. Here's Biff Byford from Saxon.
Sorry, I thought that was you out there. No, no, that's a virtual sound check. Oh, nice, oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're on the front now, boys. I like it. <laughs> so you prefer playing bigger places like this to smaller places, or does it really matter to you? Uh, as long as they're full, we don't care. <laughs> you know, uh, our philosophy is just take it to the people. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. See, so you guys are playing... I think three of the songs from Thunderbolt on this tour. Like, uh, that? No, we're playing. Uh, sometimes we play five. Okay. If it's a headline show, we play seven. Okay. So yeah. all the songs going over great live. Great, really yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's a really perfect tour for us. Really, for this album, it's right on the on a good point, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, you guys got uh, Johan from uh, Amon Morris. Talk about how that came about. I think that song turned out really good with that. Predator. Which one? Predator. Uh, we don't play Predator on the supports. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, tent- we've played we've played the songs now. We've found out which ones work, you know, um, in bigger venues and which ones work in smaller venues. So, yeah, um, yeah so we're playing, uh, obviously, Thunderbolt. Yeah. Uh, we're playing um, Secret of Flight. We play Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played Rock and Roll. Um, Sons of Odin, mm-hmm. and we sometimes play a uh, sniper or predator, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. It depends how much time we have, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, how do you do Predator Live with, with those vo- with Johan's vocals? Uh, Nibs does it. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a pretty good singer, Nibs. You know? uh, so, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, is that something you've. That's we can't really on the pussy. One, they wouldn't do it, and two, there's no room. Right. <laughs> That's the first song you've done heavy vocals like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done low vocals before on harmony, low harmony things, but uh, featuring another voice, um, no, we've not done it before. I, I, you know, I had the idea, um, you know, could have been a bad idea, could have been a good idea, things like that are always a bit uh, controversial with a band like Saxon, especially because we're... You know, well known for just me singing melodic against the heaviness, you know. But um, yeah, it was, it was my first uh, thought. You know, John is a good man, a uh, good friend. We've done a lot of beer together. So uh, yeah, you know, so drank from the horn. So uh, so yeah, he did it, sent it us back, and we loved it. Yeah. You know, so we left it on and just um, see what people think. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, one of the some people love it. You know, really do. Yeah. You've had uh, Andy Sneed now for the last few records. Talk about just how comfortable that is and how he fits with you guys. Well, I'll let Andy produce this album rather than me co-producing with him. Uh, So it gave me more time to spend on, uh, you know, doing band things and and vocals, obviously, singing and uh, arranging things. Uh, You know, I probably wouldn't have come up with that idea for Johan if I'd have been co-producing because I... You know, probably wouldn't have had the time to, to get the idea in my head. So, um, yeah, it, it was great. He's great, Andy. He's, um, he's really solid. You know, you know what you're going to get with Andy. And uh, he's not scared of trying new things. Uh, but he has a very... Um, the moment is in this uh, place where he has a very um, connect, great connection with the 80s. He loves the 80s. And... Uh, the modern twist, so I think it worked for Saxon. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been doing it now for six, six, uh, six years, seven years. So yeah. I think he is, you know, he got to that point. He done the same thing with Priest, basically. Yeah. 
not quite the same, but more or less the same. So, you know, he's on he's on a good roll. Yeah, I think maybe he learned quite a lot from doing Saxon actually. Yeah. You know, to to, to fine tune that method he got now. Yeah, you know, not so much with except. Mm-hmm. You know, he does except, but they're not really. You know, they're not. They're not. It's not wild, crazy stuff like we do sometimes. <laughs> it's, more, it's more. You know, in the mid mid beat there. Yeah. yeah. Is he one of those guys that'll tell you if he doesn't like something? Yeah, yeah. We, we talk. Me and Andy talk a lot through things a lot. You know, we'll talk when we first started. You know, we uh, you know we, we don't we don't rush writing. Uh, I take my time writing. Uh, so you know, while we're writing, I'm sending Andy stuff. You know, we listen to things, and me and him will decide which song we want to take forward. So he's quite involved with the album. You know what I mean? So uh, and if I didn't, if I didn't. Uh, you know, if I didn't think he had a great opinion, then I wouldn't ask him, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, he's, he's well on it. And, um, you know, but you, everybody, you know, when you're making albums, there's always one or two tracks that go, whoa, I didn't think that would be that good. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, uh, you know, once you get recording and people start performing and, uh, you know, we start, I start form- formulating the melodies and things, it's, you know, it's, some songs come racing forward. That maybe were in the background when mm-hmm. we first started, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you guys have been pretty prolific with putting stuff out every couple of years. Um, I, th- I think that's a great way to do it. And you know, uh, being in America more than you have, you know, uh, I think that's talk about that a little bit. I think that's really cool. Oh, about, about coming to America. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the last two years, two three years, we've been coming quite a lot. Uh, I think it's paying off. You know. Yeah. Um, I think we're, uh, we we've sort of we've sort of reactivated some of our older fans, obviously who haven't seen us for a while, yeah. and we're bringing in a lot of new fans as well. So I think uh, I think in, in, specifically in America, people want to see you. They want to see you live. You know, they want to be entertained by a live band. They're not, you know, they're not going to continue supporting you if you don't come here. So mm-hmm. we decided to come here more. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a new management and to do record company things. So it allowed us, it allowed us to be able to come. You know, in those first initial, then you know we did Motorhead, we did a few pre-shows, we did the UFO thing twice, we've done headline shows as well. So uh, yeah, we've been hammering it pretty hard, and I think it's paying off. You know, yeah. I mean the album went in the charts, quite a lot of countries around the world. You know, it was hovering under the Billboard charts. We, the things we, we've sort of. We, you know, we, we've sort of cut our, cut our nose off to spite our face because we're so great at releasing physical product now, yeah. you know, over the years with the artwork and everything else. We don't hardly only stream it, you know, so, you know, we've concentrated on the, on the solid stuff so yeah. much, vinyls and cassettes and packages and this. So, uh, you know, we're just, we're just hovering under the American chart because we didn't get any streams. Everybody bought the physical product because, you know, we've gone out of our way to, to, to do that, you yeah. know. Well, the vinyls, cassettes, especially. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I got the cassette. I love having you know something you yeah. can look at and stuff. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> just in America, you have to have a streaming as well, you know, to to get in the charts. But it's not all about charts. It's how many albums you sell. Yeah. And this album's uh, apparently they tell me this album's the best selling album since Crusader in America. That's great. Probably. So you yeah. know, which is really great. You know what I mean? Well, you're putting out albums every two or three years when a lot of Classic bands don't do that. Is there reason to try to reintroduce yourself to like America? Uh, the thing, the thing is, there are six or seven bands, aren't there, that release albums 
regardless of whether they're going to be platinum or not. Yeah. You know, we're not interested in, uh, you know, it's not really about, for us, it's not really about, you know, being at the top of the charts anywhere. It's nice if you're in the charts, obviously. But it's all about how many people buy the record and how many people come see you live and just your profile generally. You know, we deserve to be bigger in America, without a doubt. Yeah. And you know we're making we're making strides to do that. Some people might think it's a bit late, <laughs> but uh, you know it's never too late, yeah, is it? Right. Really, yeah. and we're proving that. And uh, I think you know you know I read the article that uh, the interview that the guy from uh, Twisted Sister did, the guitarist, you know about we should all retire and everything. But uh, you know there are a lot of bands out there that are out there. So um, you know they got Scorpions. You got you know they're all put in. Albums yeah. out, you know. White Snake put albums out. Yeah. Motorhead put albums out. Maiden put albums out. We put albums out. You know, for for bands like us. And if you don't put albums out, and you're just going out doing the old shows, playing your big hits, then I can understand it being totally boring for people. Yeah. You know, because you can't tour it. You can't tour it constantly if you're just playing hits. Because you can go every two years and play your hits right. But you can't go keep going back every four or five months, you know, with a new one. You know, you can't do that. Right. So I think that, you know, bands like Twisted Sister, you know, they've retired, they've stopped. But they don't put another album out because they know it's not going to be platinum. Mm. So therefore, in their eyes, it, it, it brings down their, their, their profile. But in actual fact, it doesn't because mm. people never forget the hits. And actually, if anything, they get more credibility because they are playing the hits from the H's and, you know, whatever hits you have, plus the new stuff. So I think it, I think it, I think it uh, re re rejuvenates a band. I think it, you get a new audience and, you know, people like it. Obviously they have to be good albums. Yeah. You know, there's no point releasing a piece of shit because that won't work. Right. You know, you have to, you have to have a great album, you know, you can't polish a turd. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? They, yeah. they have to be of a certain quality. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of bands, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I haven't answered that guy, but, um, you know, silly little man, really, but, um, you know, he didn't mention me, and he didn't mention Scorpion, he didn't mention Wozner, he didn't mention Van Halen, you know, he didn't mention, you know, it's just silly, yeah. silly, 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 not even worth mentioning. Why, why should you? I mean, Dee Snyder, he's still touring, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. Well, why should you retire if, if I was, if people are going to show up and, you know, we all love doing this, I mean, why not? I mean, why would you, you know? I, well, I just think it's your personal but, choice, you know, yeah. and it's nobody else's business, actually. Yeah. What I want to do or what the guitarist wants yeah. to do. If a guitarist wants to say I've had enough, then is that enough? Mm -hmm. You know, and he goes home and, um, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the, the guy, you know, JJ, what they call him. <laughs> you go and sit on the porch with his, on his rocking chair with his pipe and slippers and fade away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we're not of that, uh, you know, we're fucking Vikings. We're not of that. Yeah. We're, yeah. There we are. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't do that shit. Well, you've been doing this for over 40 years. Like, how do you maintain that voice throughout the years? Um, you have to look after your voice. I don't do anything special. I don't do any training or anything, any warm-ups. You know, today with no sound check, and this is my warm up really talking. So <laughs> I just go on and do it really, and, and from experience, learn how to, to work your voice. You know, it's um, it's. I mean, you have to keep 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 
you have to keep fit in a stamina sense. You know, there's no point looking like uh, you know, the rock. You know what I'm saying? That you know what I'm saying? But you have to have a, stamina is the key to doing these long tours. Yeah. You know, not not uh, not sort of uh, you know physical strength. It's like about stamina and keeping yourself fit. You know, fit in the sense of you know be able to go stupid on stage. Right. You know what I mean? Well, um, you know, talk about, uh, you know, you, there's always some themes of uh, aircraft and, you know, that kind of thing. I, I think that's kind of cool. Is that kind of a, was that kind of a passion of yours or how did that seep into some of the Well, things? I'm a man. We like them things. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. You know, I like things that man, men like, yeah. you know, and girls like it as well. Yeah. You know, women like it as well. So that's what I do. You know, I'm nice. not, I'm not, I don't write songs. I don't write lyrics about you know, being in and out of love. I, I don't do that, you know. Tried it a few times, I failed miserably. So I don't do that. So for me, it's a more physical thing. I write about fast cars, fucking trains, planes, spacemen, flight, yeah. Dracula, you know, <laughs> roadies. You know, I'm a history buff, you know, yeah. I like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I quite like the, you know, the, and I like dragons and shit. I like all that stuff. What can I say? I'm a man, you know, that's what I write about. <laughs> You know, it could be all our albums could be a game. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. What's Romans, your, you know, Vikings. It's what's your favorite era of history if you, uh, as a history buff? My favorite period. Era, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've covered a lot of periods. You know, it's. Um, I think um, when they were all, all, all must have been pretty awful. You know what I mean? I mean you know, all, all the sort of uh, you know the Crusader times and. You know, the, the wars that we've been through, you know, I mean, I've never been in a war, I wasn't born in a war, but, uh, you know, it's it's just, a, it's just a mind thing. It's just what comes in my head, you know. Yeah. Yeah. My brain's too developed, I don't know, for, <laughs> too, too developed into history and not into anything else. I don't know, but I just, I'm just, I'm not nostalgic, mm-hmm. but I love uh, history. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't yearn to be uh, back in the ages, for instance, like some bands do, yeah. you know. It's gone, and we had a fucking fantastic time. We moved on, but I will sing about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that's I suppose that's my way of, of, of going back there. You know, yeah. like the new Motorhead song we've done. Yeah, you know, it's about 1979, which you know, for people in England, it wasn't a great time. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of problems, you know, a lot of riots, a lot of a lot of police things, a lot of things going on, especially in the north of England. Uh, you know, if you watch the video that. You know, the video, we, sh- we shot the lyric video of uh, they played rock and roll. It's pretty much how it was, you know. You know, yeah. the, the youth, uh, you know, lots of young people and the police didn't like it, the government didn't like it, you know, they didn't like people in, in big groups of people, you know, getting crazy. So that's really, they're trying to put it down. So we came out of that, you see. Yeah. All that Never Surrender, Back to the Wall, you know, mm. all those type of songs are all f- about that, about being repressed. Yeah. We're being repressed. As the Menti Parthen said. <laughs> help, help, I'm being repressed. <laughs> well, you mentioned all the different themes and you always have a ton of different stuff going on. Have you ever considered doing like a concept album? Say again? Have you ever considered doing a concept album? Uh, we have considered it. We got bored halfway through it. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have to have a great concept, you know. <laughs> and, uh, there are so many great bands doing that, you know. Uh, you know, we'll, uh, 
you know what I'm saying? They're, yeah. You know, like I, I love I love uh, prog music. It's a big favorite of mine. But you know, to do a concept album, people perceive it to be prog. Then, uh, you know, and, and just for, just doing a few twiddly guitars between the songs for me is not a concept album. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. has to have a it has to have a theme through it. You know, and um, uh, you know that you know I could, we could have done a war a war concept. You know, that's big enough. Of the First World War, that's a big enough concept. Right. You could do, uh, you know, you could do a, a sort of, uh, you know, if it was a history concept, or you could do like, a, you know, a, a sci fi thing that would work as well. There's so many great bands, you know. I'm a big fan of Opeth and that type of band, and, you know, I don't know if our, our, our guitarists are, are, are prog guitarists, if you know what I mean, right. writing that type of thing. You have to have you have to have musicians that are really totally, mm. you know, obsessed with that sort of thing. You know, taking you to different levels of tempos and moods and things. I'm not saying they couldn't do it. I'm just saying that I don't think where they are, they, they, they've thought about doing that. It's me that's thought about doing it, not them. <laughs> so you know, but you have to have people really on board yeah. with it, you know, <laughs> to make it great. I think, you know. So I wanted to ask you about Nibs. I'll, I'll see videos and stuff. What are you going to do if his head just flies off one day? Uh, I don't know, really. We'll just take his head on tour <laughs> on a spike. I mean, it is it is going sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he goes for it. You know, and, you know, he keeps he keeps himself in fit state. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't booze as much now as he used to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We seem to have taken over from him. I don't know why. But, <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. We appreciate your yeah. time. Thanks for time. Oh, is that done? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. There you go. Biff Byford from Saxon. A huge thank you to Doug Weber from New Ocean Media for setting that up. And a thank you to Jason Engel, Saxon's tour manager, for his help as well. Definitely. And, of course, a huge thank you to Biff for sitting down with us for 20 minutes. That was... Huge, gigantic thanks. Yeah. Uh, a big thing for both of us. I it know, was. It, it really was. Both been big fans for a long time, and this guy is a legend. Yes. Of the heavy metal and hard rock world that, like I mentioned earlier, people in America need to wake the fuck up. They to. do. They really need to fucking. They need to get with it. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> we're, we're, this is this is your this is your call, people. Yeah. You know. Your call Pull to your arms. fucking head out. <laughs> yeah, call to arms. <laughs> Which is but a yeah, great Saxon. I hope JJ French is listening to this episode right he now. He fucking better be. <laughs> Do you want to give your thought on that? Or not really, because it's kind of what Biff said. Yeah, I mean, kind of like what I what I said. And we've said this before on other past episodes when we're talking about other bands. If people are going to fucking show up, why not? Right. You know? Whether we like the band or not, who cares? If people are going to show up and it's what you want to do, fucking do it. Yeah. Who cares how old you are or what other people think? Fuck all that. I know there's like, there's weird situations like with Quiet Riot or something where it's just the drummer, but at, at the same time, yep. it's his band as much as it was anyone's. Yep. And, and, w- and that's what I say. It doesn't matter what I think about it or not. Yeah. If people are going to show up, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, Corner doesn't have any original members, and we've talked about that before, but they still sell out places. So yeah. more power to yeah. them, whatever. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. But yeah, if you're listening to this and you like Saxon, we've had on a lot of people. I'm trying to think of people that oh, would I mean. re- directly relate to Saxon type music, but 
We've had on stuff that's like, you know, way heavier than that. But then we've had on the, the glam stuff or yes. the 80s stuff as well. But we've had on guys from, of course, two of the members from Kiss, yes. Bruce Kulik and Gene Simmons. Dave two, Elfson, Megadeth. Yeah, Chris Broderick, formerly of yes. Megadeth. We've had on guys from COC, Shinedown, Seven Dust, Death Angel, Warrant, Europe, Saving Abel. Overkill. Yeah, there you go. I bet Saxon fans like Overkill. Definitely. Sid Falk has been on here. Great interview. Which, by the way, he's had some, uh, recently had surgery, heart surgery, I believe. Yes. And he's recovering, so best of wishes to him. Definitely good vibes go to Sid. And, you know, who else? Shooter Jennings. Shooter Jennings. uh, Miss May I. Um, We've had guys from King, Spirit Caravan, The Obsessed. Uh, Crowbar, uh, Richie Cavalera from Insight on Twice. Yeah. Scattered Hamlet. Um, Scattered Hamlet's been on here three times and... About to be a fourth. Yeah, we also have recorded an interview with Adam Jode. Yes. So that'll be coming up here in the next couple weeks. Yeah. And, and like we said earlier, look forward next week, we're going to have Black Star Riders on, Damon and Ricky. Yeah, that's that one's a great one. Yeah. Oh, man, Definitely. Talk about a couple of class acts. Yeah. And if you like Saxon, you probably like Anvil. Oh, yeah. We've had Anvil on, definitely. Yeah. Lips was on here, and he had some interesting stuff to say as well. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, all that stuff is at soundcloud.com backslash Thunderdash Underground. You can listen to it pretty much anywhere podcasts are heard. You can also listen to it at thethunderunderground.com. We're on Facebook backslash The Thunder Underground. YouTube and Instagram is also at The Thunder Underground. We're also on Twitter, T-H-N-D-R-U-N-D-R Ground. Find us on Patreon, Thunder Underground. Become a patron. Do it. Yeah, we would appreciate it. Everything helps, you know. That's right. Because a lot of stuff goes into this, you know, with all the hosting and SoundCloud, the websites, and all this great stuff that goes on. So we appreciate any help. And then, once again, thank you to our new sponsor, DB Concerts. Follow them on Facebook on the Streets Gone Wild page. Definitely. Just look up Streets Gone Wild. That's where they update all the upcoming shows that we mentioned earlier, like Striper, Faster Pussycat, Steel Heart, Bisto Blanco. I think that's everything. Right? Yeah, I, th- I think that's yeah. all you need to know. There you go. All right, well, let's get out of here. Till next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground, y'all.